At ADP, we understand the importance of building the right team and offer the data insights to help. Just as importantly, our AI technology helps you pay the team accurately. Grow stronger with ADP. HR, talent, time, and payroll. Is worse off and he throws you his car keys. Blue lights are blinking four o'clock in the morning. Saint Trooper makes you wish that you'd never been born. Better call Saul. Better call Saul. You wanna tell the world you're in love with a girl named Fran? So you find an overpass and you say it with a spray paint can. Blue lights start a blinking, those handcuffs click. You know who to call and you better call quick. Saul, Saul, you better call Saul. You'll fight for your rights when your back's to the wall. Stick it to the man, justice for all. You better call Saul. Welcome to the Not Watching Podcast. My name's Rob Howard and this week I'm joined by... Ian Bruce and John Marson. You can contact us on email at notwatchingpodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at notwatchingpod. Right, so uh, TV we've been watching, I, and I think most of us have been watching Better Call Saul. Three dollars. Uh, I'm validated. See the stickers? Well, I see five stickers. You're one shy. It's three dollars. They gave me... Look, I'm validated for the entire day, okay? Five stickers, six stickers. I don't know from stickers, because I was in that court back there saving people's lives, so... Oh, gee, that's swell. And thank you for restoring my faith in the judicial system. Now, you either pay the $3, or you go back inside and you get an additional sticker. Son of a bitch. Fine, you win. Hooray for you. <laughs> Backing up! I have to back up! I need more stickers! Don't have enough stickers! Thank you! Thank you! Very nice! It's kind of what I was expecting it to be in a way, in the sense that it's far higher quality than most TV. Um, it's shot really well. It has characters that we know from Breaking Bad. Um, yeah. We've got it. We've got Saul Goodman, whose name is actually Jimmy McGill, uh, and uh, it's kind of charting his. It is true, yeah. Well, that's his real name, and uh, but but yeah, he's known on the the uh, on Breaking Bad as uh, Saul Goodman. Saul yeah. Goodman. They actually explain that in this show as well, yeah. the origin of that. So, yeah, and we've also got a uh, uh, Mike uh, Ermintrout, the the character, uh, well loved character from Breaking here. Bad as well. <clears throat> yeah. I'm not I'm not going to say anything, but um, yeah, I've I've really really enjoyed it so far, and. Uh, I thought the episode uh, explaining Mike's backstory was probably the standout yeah. so far, I think. I, I thought um, this but, week's the... Uh, I don't know how to describe it this week's. Well, it was uh, the... Right, uh, the it was kind of... Looking at the office yeah. stuff, that was really, really... Jesus. <clears throat> and it all I think it was all laced together very well, how it all twisted and turned and stuff. <clears throat> The big difference for me from Breaking Bad is that stuff is happening faster in this. Breaking Bad, for me, took nine episodes before I realised why I would be watching it until the end. Yeah. This has hit the ground right. running much faster and given you 
hasn't given you nine episodes of plodding backstory and little hints at what's going to come. It's kind of hit the ground running and done stuff, and immediately it's doing stuff, uh, which has been great, because it still feels like that universe and the way those shows were shot, but it feels like the most interesting ones of Breaking Bad every episode. I still think it takes its time, though. Um, like they're they're definitely not hurrying themselves. Like there's some some of the uh, episodes have only had about like five scenes in them, um, and and do you think it's just because like we're kind of familiar with those characters anyway, and we're sort of filling in a lot as we go? Like um, yeah, I don't think it's I know, I, I, for me it's not that fast paced. I mean, I, th- I think it's got a totally different tone to Breaking Bad. Um, it's uh, it's more easily accessible, I guess. But... I think that's what I mean by yeah, maybe fast paced was. I think that's what I mean. It's not you don't have to try and figure out who's going what with where and who and why and stuff. It's it's kind of one scene that it feels more joined together. <clears throat> yeah, I think. But yeah, but you're right. Well, that maybe because we know the characters and we know where they're going to end up. And their kind of their relationships, so maybe that's what it is. Although a lot of their relationships, I like how they're not spelling it out. Like we don't really know much about um, Jimmy and the other lawyer girl. Uh, is it Kim? We we don't yeah. know much yeah. about their relationship. Although there's obviously something there. Um, we don't know. It took me. You know, I was like. In the Mike episode, like the whole way that was kind of explained, um, and with the daughter and everything, I didn't really. It, it, that seemed it was so like not the normal thing, you know. And 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 they're deliberately they don't they don't have lines. I was listening to the breaking not the breaking but well the Better Call Saul Insider podcast, and Vince Gilligan was saying, you know, we don't have lines like how long have we been brothers. You know, they don't do that sort of thing in it. And uh, it, it makes it more interesting, you know. Um, oh, what, you mean so, you have to figure out yeah. relationships? It's not spelled out for you. Yeah. And the whole thing with his brother, uh, Chuck, yeah. with the whole electromagnetic uh, phobia stuff. Like, <laughs> oh, that's nuts, it's isn't it? Like, it's so funny. <clears throat> it's quite endearing. But is he... <laughs> But is he conning everyone? That's what I was thinking the other day. Like, maybe he's the one that's doing the big con. Like, I think oh, well, there's nothing wrong with him and he knows there isn't, sort of thing. I think, well, I think yeah. he thinks what he th- but, I think he's convinced himself that's what's happened. I think that was yes. just right. there to give Jimmy some. to humanise Jimmy, because he wasn't really. he was kind of one or two dimensional in Breaking Bad. But to give yeah. him some yeah. backstory and some things that we can care about him for. It's done really well. Yeah. It's done really, really well. Yeah, well, they're up to, like, uh, I think episode seven now on Netflix. It's coming out, like, the day after, like Breaking Bad did, which is great. Also, the Ketamans, the characters, who, by the way, were brilliant, uh, I thought. Um, she's called Betsy, and that is, that is a shout-out. They're the, they're the ones that steal the money. Yeah, okay, yep. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, she's called Betsy Ketterman, and that is totally a shout out to Betsy Brandt, who was um, Marie on Breaking Bad. So, they oh, right, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, the Better Call Saul Insider podcast is pretty cool. 
Again, if you've only got one podcast to listen to, anyway, moving on. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I think I think we can all recommend Better Call Saul. Uh, I, I'm, it's everything I hoped it would be, and, and maybe a little bit more. So. It's totally different to what I was cool. expecting, but I've enjoyed it a lot. That's what I'd say. Yeah. Well, let's talk about fortitude, right? I was a lawyer who married a policeman, then chose a life of crime in a town where there's none. The one place on earth where guaranteed a quiet life. Our honeymoon was a night of thrills and magic, and that night we saw the most spectacular aurora borealis. And now we're building a hotel hewn into the glacier itself. Excavation scheduled to begin in two weeks' time. Thank you, and enjoy. Sheriff Anderson for you. Governor, this is a bloodbath. What? Keep all the delegates in the building. Tell me about this. It's like it's like all the Scandinavian noir things recently. It's like the killing and right. all of those. And and it's all in English. There's been a couple of lines in Scandinavian and Russian stuff, yeah. Um oh, reading. <laughs> <laughs> it's not difficult. No, it's alright. Joking. Yeah. I'm joking. I do subtitles. It has a lot of well known characters <laughs> in it. So uh Sophie Grable or Grable, whatever her name is from The Killing, the jumping jumper wearing heroine of The Killing, the Danish one, uh, is in it, or the Swedish one. Where was that? That was Dan- Denmark, wasn't it? Um, uh, Christopher Eccleston's in it um, as a kind of creepy, a bit obsessive professor. And it, there's a murder in there's a murder in a town where they never have a murder, <clears throat> which is a bit Fargo, maybe. It, it's Jesus, it's. It's very dark. Fuck me, is it dark? Um, <laughs> I've not seen something where this is a bit of a spoiler, but I, it's not really specifics. So, where somebody rips somebody's stomach open, right. vomits into what? it, and then tries to close it up. I was I, I was a bit disturbed by that, and I've seen some was that, nasty shit. The, the question I want to ask is that um, there was a lot of talk on the chili dog. Uh, page about this sort of being a bit like John Carpenter's The Thing is why is that I mean because I was talking to my dad about this last night and he went and I explained what The Thing was and he went no it's not like that at all because so, they're stuck in the snow thing. in a compound sort of thing yeah and there's this huskies howling and there's a bit of a there's uh because there's a permafrost you can't be buried you can't die where they are because your body just freezes. So if you have the plague and you're buried, then the plague is still alive within your body because it won't decompose. So you can't be, you can't die on the island where they are. What? what so it's just not rest. allowed. Absolutely, it's not allowed. If you're going to die, <laughs> don't die. There's, there's a guy with uh, stage four cancer played by Michael Gambon, and he's really, really good. They're all really, really good, actually. Um, and he's got stage four cancer, and he's been told he has to leave the island and go back to the mainland and die there, because he, he he's not allowed to die on the island. So, um, <laughs> well, it's just like, not I'll stay here then and just not die. <laughs> no, it's obviously he can't be buried on the island. That's the yeah, main, yeah, sorry. the main thing. Um, so th- th- there's this thing about when you die, what's in you will still be alive and they are for me they're absolutely playing on the thing thing um 
there's been a couple of shots of kind of decomposing things with dramatic music and things rasping, and I just think, oh, is it, is it going to sprout spider legs and a head and start walking around? <laughs> um, oh, okay. But uh, I, I think that's just my expectations and my admiration for the thing, meaning every time I see a snowy thing and a husky, I think, fuck, it's going to sprout legs and start crawling up the wall, or sprout extra, extra spider legs and start crawling up the wall. I, I don't think that's the way it's going. It, it, it's it's really really good. It's it's. I was surprised how good it was. Some people at work had said it was not very good. Recommended then? I think so. I think knowing what you two guys are fans of, I think you would get some. Oh, any old shit? <laughs> no, no, not at all. I think I think you would find it intriguing, really. Yeah, well, I'll, anyway. I'll check it out. Yeah, I've got to ask though. If it's a Scandinavian show, does this mean there's going to be some good jumpers in it? It's it's not it's not a Scandinavian show. It's it's uh, it's it's made by Sky and set in the Arctic. It's got a cast of characters that you will know. It's Eccleston and Gambon. Uh, Stanley Tucci's in it as well. He's really really good. Um, some other people that you will probably recognise. I can't remember their names. Um, but but it, it has that style of show. It's not a okay. there's a murder at the start and then a couple of detectives spend the episode figuring it out. There's a murder at the start and you have no fucking idea what's what's going on for a couple of episodes and creepy. Ca- it's it's a lot like Broadchurch. It's a lot like the first season of Broadchurch where something happens and it has to be investigated. And every person you meet, you think oh, it, was, it was probably them. It was, it was definitely probably them. <laughs> um, so. I actually watched Broadchurch, rewatched the first season of Broadchurch with my wife over the last few weeks, and uh, I I think it's a lot like Broadchurch. It, it, there's some stuff going on there you don't really know, and you may not hear, you may not know the answer until the last episode. But the journey has been really interesting and pretty disturbing. Is it a bit depressing, like Broadchurch? Um, it, it's it's probably not a first date TV show, to be honest. <laughs> That's all right. Uh, I don't get many of them these days, anyway. <laughs> uh, I, no, I don't think it's depressing. Some of the visuals are really beautiful. Um, some yeah, of the really well shot. The scenery looks amazing. Uh, cool. I'll, I'll yeah, watch I mean, it. It's, give it a go. Well done, Sky. More of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm, I, I may well check it out too. Um, while we while we're talking about uh, Broadchurch, I just wondered if anyone had any thoughts. Of a perhaps not mega spoilery nature on how season two ended up, because I did watch all of that as well. I, I don't know quite where else they could have taken it. No, well, the thing the thing that uh, surprised me was that they're doing a third season and it seemed to wrap itself up so not neatly. I, I'm guessing maybe they didn't know that at the time. <laughs> maybe I don't know. I, th- I thought the second season yeah, was difficult. good. <clears throat> I know a lot of people had a problem with some of the things that happened within it. Haven't we spoken about this yeah. previously? I thought we had spoken about this previously. We spoke about it last time because it had just started, but right. it just it's finished now. So I mean, it's, I mean, I it's still wondered. the same characters, and I enjoy those characters. So I was very much I was so. Happy yeah, with it. I think uh, someone on the Chili Dog forum had a theory where he thought it was going to be the kid that done it. Yeah, but he was talking about like, the gonna... extenders, though, didn't he? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, I heard about that as well. Oh, well, don't pretend you weren't watching that week. Absolutely not. I, I don't get in early enough to watch oh, EastEnders. Okay. There's always the Omnibus whenever that's on. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Um, anyway, something I've been binge- Sorry, I haven't even seen season one yet. Oh, okay. I'm about halfway through that, um, but I kind of gave up on it a few months back just because 
I was found finding it a bit of a downer. And uh, yeah, it doesn't get any better towards the end. No, <laughs> I do <laughs> want to see the end and find out what happens. But... Might as well just stop. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, well, that was my Christmas TV season one of Broadchurch. How cheery was that? Um, basically, because I'd heard everyone kept banging on about how good it was, and um, and it, I knew that the second season was starting just after Christmas, so I was like, oh, "I'll watch it then." So yeah, yeah. Happy uh-huh. Christmas, Rob. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, what I have been binging on though uh, is uh, House of Cards season three, which I think you, you've watched all of, John, right? Yep. I've put a great deal of thought into what you've all asked of me. I challenge myself to keep an open mind. And my decision is, I will not run for president. Look, they're thinking it's too good to be true, and it is. I lied in the Oval Office before. I didn't want to take the chance this time. It's too big a deal to jinx myself. At 9 o'clock tonight, I will announce to the nation my decision. What's the catch? I wanted us to meet here in this room for a reason. For the past five months, my team has sat at this very table, developing America Works. You know how much the program means to me, and I want it to mean as much to you. So there is a catch. No, an opportunity. Look, we all know that... All right, let's just say for argument's sake that this table here represents the next year and a half, all right? So this is us right now. And down there at the end, that's the election. Now, if I did run, I'd spend the next few months fundraising, and then somewhere around here, I'd formally announce, and then even if I did win the nomination, say, somewhere around here, I'd start to have to face off with the Republican challenger, probably Mendoza, and then things would get brutal. Daily, daily events, fending off attacks, launching my own. And you're right. In the end, I'd probably lose. I would spend 18 months campaigning, which would leave no time to govern. But you have opened my eyes. I feel liberated. I want to spend these next 18 months dedicated to one thing, America works. But I need your help to do it. You're putting an awfully big price tag on this, Mr. President. No, you've put an awfully big price tag on this. You're asking me to be a placeholder for 18 months, and I intend to govern. And if America Works succeeds, then whoever you choose to run in 2016 not only has the backing of a united party, but a formidable legacy. But Social Security? Benefits, entitlements. We don't want to present a fresh face only to shoot ourselves in the foot. Then let's not pretend to unite the party. Let's unite the party behind this legislation. We'll never get it past the Republicans. We are not here to negotiate. You want forward thinking, Bob? Then think forward. You want a fresh face for 2016? You want to work together? Then present my program to Congress. And if it dies there, so be it. But I want us to fucking try! It was good. And, yeah, it's really, really watchable TV. Um, Apparently... They're shooting this one in 6K on these fa- fancy new red cameras. The dragons. So if <clears throat> all the epics, <laughs> no. dragons or epics? Yeah. The, epics. the name of the cameras, not oh, dragons. Uh, no. I'm, I'm not sure. I thought you were making some insane Game of Thrones reference. No, then we use uh, <laughs> we've used epics at work. It's whatever the ones that are 6K. Yeah, epic dragon. Yeah, yeah. that's it. 
Cool. Yeah. So if you, I noticed today actually, I was on Netflix, and um, you can actually pay now for uh, eight ninety nine a month. You can get a uh, Ultra HD subscription. So if you've got Ultra HD and uh, on your telly and a really fat internet connection, you can watch House of Cards in four K streaming. How mad is that? We're already there. You only need a. It's like twenty meg a second or something. It's not even that that bad. It's it's different compression to the 1080p stuff. Oh, okay. So we we could probably get it then. We just need a 4K TV. But yeah. Why, who is it, is anybody going to rush and get a 4K TV? Really? Not just well, to watch no. Netflix content on. Uh... Well, I mean, you say there is a shitload of Netflix content though. Yeah, but most honest. of it's not 4K. And most of it's shite. I mean, apart yeah. from the TV well. stuff, the films are like three years old. And they're coming out as, look, we've got something that was in the cinema four or five years ago appearing this week. I mean, like, as much as I yeah. love House of Cards, I I wouldn't get, you know, I wouldn't go, oh, I want a 4K TV to watch it. It does look amazing, but I'm perfectly happy with that. It's still the same thing, regardless of how many fucking pixels you're viewing it on. Yeah. I mean, I, I was just some me- films I'd like to wanted- see. Yeah, I'm merely just making the point that, you know, this was a thing that, we saw at CES a couple of years ago going, that's not happening for ages. Yeah, well, it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, we'll yeah, I just wanted... Within the decade, probably. <laughs> yeah, probably. It's just, it's all happening. Um, but, yeah, as for the show itself, yeah, I, I really enjoyed this. I was up to date at the point it started, and as I made a point in a previous episode, <laughs> the fact that it's all there to see kind of makes me feel this urgency to watch it all. So, uh and it's really watchable as well. I've been watching a couple of episodes at once. I think actually Robin Wright directed one of them, I noticed, the other night, um, who plays Claire. So, yeah, yeah, it's really good. Kevin Spacey's really excellent. Um, I think I've mentioned all this before, really. But let's just say that the, the way in which it's working so far this season is it's not so much about getting the power as it is holding on to it. Yeah. And... Uh, uh, he's he's almost having to go. He's almost having to do it in a kind of legitimate way, but because of the kind of things he's done in the past, you're kind of thinking that. Well, I, I don't want to know what happens in the last four episodes, but I'm sure there's some dark well. shit about to happen. <laughs> yeah. Well, let me tell you. Yeah. It, it's. Uh, on, I watched. You know that that whole uh, try trying to stay legitimate. Yeah, it doesn't. Maybe it lasts, maybe it doesn't. What do you think? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, so that's cool. Um, so has anyone been watching anything else? I've been watching this show called American Crime, uh, which is on ABC. I'm trying to find out who killed our son. That's him. The suspects were black and Hispanic. Any Gutierrez? Yes, sir. Yeah, some other officers won't like to speak with you. You're under arrest for murder. No, no! You need to be the voice for people who do not have a voice. We need to be a family now. 
There is nothing I won't do for my child. Oh, God. Um, the guy that's the showrunner on it is uh, John Ridley, who recently got an Oscar for 12 Years a Slave. Ah, yes. So he's the screenwriter um, for 12 Years a Slave, but this is his, this is his own show. Um, and it's about uh, basically like a couple are found murdered and they're kind of, you know, like a high school uh, prom queen and uh, jo- like King Jock athlete kind of thing. Um, and it, everybody thought they were the perfect couple, but as, as the show goes on, you you find out why they were killed, and you know that the lives that they led up until that point. And it's kind of like um, you know the film Crash, not the Cronenberg one, oh, yeah. the other one about um, the, the sort of racial tension in LA. Um, it's kind of it's a little similar to that in, in a lot of ways. It explores a lot of um, issues of, regarding race and. Yeah, it's it's interesting. It's it's a pretty solid drama. Um, obviously, it's it's not it's not too crazy because it's a network show. But I'm, I'm enjoying it so far. I'm only two episodes in. How would how would it compare to True Detective? Is it that uh, kind of or just more a bit more? It's a it's a bit more, a bit more it's a bit more network than that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. well, much more network. It's uh, yeah, it's it's not beautifully shot or anything, but it's um. <laughs> It's a bit of rubbish, <laughs> but I'm enjoying it. Okay. No, it's it's not rubbish. It's yeah, it's it's very much uh, TV rather than True Detective was very sort of cinematic yeah. in it in its yeah. look. Okay. Yeah, I've heard some people compare it to The Wire a bit. Um, it's probably the closest comparison as far as the style of the show. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Um, yeah, that's cool. Uh, I just wanted to give a quick shout out to Parks and Recreation. They recently finished their. Uh, final season and uh, I've only started watching it recently but it's flipping amazing so funny uh, Amy Poehler and uh, Aziz Ansari who I had the fortune of seeing live ages ago when he while he was doing that show but I've um, yeah it's a really funny show uh, it's to explain the premise of it it's basically just a government department and uh it's just the people that work there and the people they're involved with. And it's just really funny. And it's not really had enough uh, exposure in the UK. Um, it's available. I think you can watch it on uh, Amazon uh, Prime. Um, that's how I've been watching it. And it's just brilliant. So just wanted to give a shout out for that. Cool. Oh, how are you uh, feeling about The Walking Dead at the moment? I know we sort of mentioned it earlier. I've not watched it for a while. I think I'm going to do the rest of it all at once. Yeah, I, I sort of had to have a little break. It's just a bit glum sometimes. I, when I'm stressed and busy and stuff, I want to sit down and turn my head off, not sit down and go, fuck, the world's a terrible place after a zombie apocalypse. Seeing a few she of the really main is. characters get torn apart has been quite visceral this, this series, season. Oh, there was in a moment where, the, obviously, I'm not going to spoil it, but um, in the last episode, there was this guy kind of in the in the group that were out foraging, and it was just like that guy. He wasn't wearing a red shirt, but he might, <laughs> he might as, as well have been. been. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, and and but it wasn't him that that was wearing the red shirt. Let's say, um, <laughs> and it was really quite shocking and nasty and really quite unpleasant <laughs> and a very very effective uh, shock uh, gore. You know, we've seen a lot of like. Ha <laughs> ha, look at him using a, the zombie as a bowling ball. And oh, look at that <laughs> novel way of dispatching a zombie. Well, some other things got dispatched last time, and it was quite horrific. 
I think it's quite interesting the the whole uh, putting them back into a normal society virtually, like those that group back into. Oh yeah, you know, you've you got a nice house. Um, everyone's all friendly. They haven't been <laughs> well, I don't think you've seen this far, so be careful. I haven't, I, but I I'm gonna uh-huh. certainly make my way to the states and see it now, definitely. Well, it's it's kind of turned the whole prison thing on its head, sort of. Uh, yeah. In that, well, it's like the opposite of uh, what was it, Woodbury, with the governor and that. It's kind of like the opposite of that, but it's almost like they're the monsters now. And yeah, it's interesting, very interesting. Um, yeah. Interesting? But anyway, yeah. This has been the Not Watching Podcast in partnership with NotListening.co.uk. You can get me on Twitter at Bobby Rocker, B O B I R O K A. Uh, I'm at EboGB, which is E-B-O-W-G-B. And I'm at Wobbly John. You can contact us on email at notwatchingpodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at notwatchingpod. You can find the show notes for this show at notlistening.co.uk. If you're listening to us on iTunes, then please do give us a review. Anyway, that's all for now. Thanks for listening. See ya! Sorry, I'm I'm not laughing a lot today because I've I've got this horrible throat thing, and I'm worried that it's going to hurt if I laugh too much. I really thought you were going to say because I've got a mammoth erection and stand up and show some mammoth. <laughs> yeah, it's the way you lean back and kind of look down and stroke your yeah, this little thing coming yeah. up going. <laughs> that would have been disturbing. <laughs> <laughs> He's holding a thermal detonator. (laughs) 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 Oh, God. Right. Grand Canyon University, a Christian university, is one of the largest and fastest growing universities in the country, offering over 200 engaging programs online. GCU invests in high demand areas such as nursing, teaching, and the sciences. Students engage with faculty who become partners in your success. GCU's online students received over $100 million in scholarships in 2020. Visit gcu.edu slash myoffer to see the scholarships you qualify for.